0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Poly Podcast. Hope everyone is doing well today. Whatever you're listening to this in the world, whatever time you're listening to this, I hope you're doing good. We appreciate you massively. It's uh, it's just about this week. Um, again, I seem to be binning Reese off quite a lot recently. Uh, he is coming back on the podcast at some point. He's just working extremely hard, and uh, I'm being a total social bumblebee as always. Um, I've got. Someone on the podcast this week, a special guest who it's taken nearly a year, genuinely. I looked at the last email, when I first sent you an email, was 2020 uh, November. So it's an absolute pleasure to bring in Mr. Robbie Knox. How are you, sir? I'm
1: good. And can I just say it is 100% my fault that it's taken a year (laughs) and in no way a reflection on you.
0: (laughs) I looked at it and I was like, bloody
1: hell (laughs) do you know what people ask me to come on podcasts and if i don't have to leave my house or do anything i will say yes to an unlimited amount of things and because of this i get quite a lot of messages sort of things and i and i always say i will do but what i always stress to people is if i don't reply it's not because i don't want to do it it's because i've missed it or got distracted or something and something's happened so keep harassing me so (laughs) that's you've, you've harassed me the right amount now here
0: awesome um so yeah but one thing i will say we'll get on to in a minute is uh you're a very very busy man with lots of different hats and lots of different things you've done uh throughout your career and life so we're going to get on that in a minute but um just to sort of kind of open the interview in the same way how's the last 18 months been with covid and things and obviously you've recently moved to the grand city of norwich so I have happened? indeed.
1: That's the highlight, of course, because I love Norwich. I went to University of East Anglia in Norwich in the 90s and um, I'm delighted to be back um, in the in the fine city with my family. Um, last 18 months have been all right. I mean, it's no one's ideal, but there are a lot of people in a worse situation uh, than me. Um, I've, I've got three kids and a family, so there's always people around. I think it's probably a lot harder for people younger people i think perhaps who live alone or are at uni and are expecting to have this great time and it's been sort of slightly tarnished by that sort of thing so so for me it's not been too bad obviously not ideal but i'm, I'm doing all right
0: awesome stuff awesome stuff i say this, so one thing i will just point out really quickly is this is probably going to be the most uk centric podcast that we've had on the most uh, if you're not from the UK, and especially if you're not from Norwich, this is going to be one of those podcasts where you're like, I don't know who this person is, I don't know where they're talking about, or any of that. But, um, it's gonna I be lived fun. in
1: Vancouver for a year, so I can talk about Vancouver if anyone wants something more more <laughs> transatlantic.
0: <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, this, I wrote this question down, and I don't mean this in, in, in an offensive way or anything like that, but who is Robbie Knox? Great question. Um, that many
1: of the listeners (laughs) will be asking. I am a 44-year-old man who lives in Norwich in the United Kingdom. I uh, went to school as is traditional. I went to university, as some people do. Went to Canada for a year, came back, worked in TV for a bit. Um, First of all, a TV studio and then working on a television show called Soccer AM on Sky Sports, which is a um, fairly popular Um, football show then after that I went and worked um, on a thing called Channel B that was like a sort of pioneer of internet video if you will it was sort of like a almost like a youtube channel before there were sort of proper youtube channels youtube existed but it wasn't like there were no no one made a living from youtube um so it was that sort of thing uh, and then after that left that in 2009 run a production company for a while and then a few years ago i started a youtube channel and i'm also on a popular podcast called jack mates happy hour and i do other stuff i forget i do a bit of twitch i do, I do stuff i'm having a midlife crisis <laughs>
0: I say he's playing it down massively. He won the second is it the second most popular podcast in the UK? Is that it still correct? It
1: fluctuates crit- a bit and it's also cheating because it's the second most popular it's 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 in the, it's generally in the top five on Spotify. It moves around a bit. Um but it's it's exclusive to Spotify, so the listeners are concentrated in Spotify. So I think it's slightly unfair, but it's a, it's it, by it's good. It's, yeah, it does well. It is, well.
0: it is very good, I have to say. So it's kind of... So I jumped on um, with you in terms of your uh, career and things, if you like, through Helen Anderson. Um, and oh, she, lovely. She promoted you on one of her channels. Um, after, oh, you're an early adopter then. After you your... Are. It was either the Sainsbury's Hall or the Binday video. Which... Do you know what it
1: was? It was... It was she promoted me just before the Sainsbury's Hall, and the Sainsbury's Hall I did immediately after that she promoted it. me. So that would be that would be what it was. So yeah, you're you're a very early adopter.
0: Yeah, yeah. definitely. And I kind of was just like, this is like the most mental content <laughs> in like in the kind of who who would do that? Like, but then once you get to know obviously yourself through your YouTube and Twitch else. And Robbie Knox would do that. Of course Robbie Knox would do that. Because that's just who you are as a person. Do you know what I mean? This kind of crazy, eccentric person who just does these things that no one else would think of, if you like. Well,
1: a lot of it is stuff that I do that everyone has to do, like taking (laughs) the bins out. They just don't make a video about it. But what I... my sort of thinking is that there is quite a lot of pressure that I didn't have. I I first got the internet when I was 18 and went to university. I kind of thought the internet was a thing that had always been there and you get it when you're 18 sort of thing. I didn't realise, I sort of realised, but not fully that it was new sort Mm. of thing and just, and everyone would soon have it. But I, um, I didn't really have the pressures of social media to try and pretend your life is better Mm. than it is, which I think a lot of people do and everyone, no one's putting up a, a completely honest thing on social media no, even if they click right. I'm not sort of thing like I, I, I even with, with my kids I'll put a picture of my kids being idyllic but there's bits where they're not yeah. and and uh as as all children are sort of thing so um so everyone has this pressure to do this and I think it's more of a pressure for younger people who have who are particularly I can't imagine what it's like having social media at school and and all this so I am um, so what I I I, I'm trying to do more is, is be honest, you gotta, everyone's got to take the bins out. Everyone has has to do certain things in their life sort of thing, and you might as well be honest about that and, and talk about these things.
0: Yeah, that's the thing I was going to say. So I was, I'm 28, I would think about that for a second. Uh, so I kind of uh, grew up with social media, so it's kind of like we adapted as it happened. I yeah. couldn't imagine being in school now and having social media the way it is now, because I struggle as a twenty-eight-year-old, just like being. I'm trying to like uh, not promote like your best life on Instagram, but like you say, you, people do give a false representation of all the best bits, and it is a concentrated reel of all the highlights. So having someone who's just like just taking the pins out, which as like you say, everybody does it, it's just kind of like it brings it back down to earth, and it was just so kind of like. Well, that's brilliant. Like, who who doesn't know? Like, yeah, it's just, and that's the other thing. The production value is really high, which is like, yeah. the best thing as well because it's kind of like it's such a, a mundane thing that everyone does, but you've made it such a high quality video. It's just like, yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. Great.
1: <laughs> so my my day job is running a production company, so you'd you'd hope it would be of a of a well, of yeah. a decent standard. <laughs> but also, I think, I think, I think a lot of people neglect in youtube or creating things is story structure and sort of story arc i do quite a lot of reading up or or researching or learning over the years about sort of story structure how stories are crafted how they work and it's in a way it's obvious but it doesn't help hurt to sort of understand what a three-act structure is or different different sort of things like that and i think i think if everyone got a an occasional book about storytelling, sort of thing, on YouTube, it would help quite a lot of people out.
0: Yeah, definitely. So um, we'll start kind of at the beginning because, like I say, I jumped on on YouTube, so we've kind of skipped ahead a little bit. So soccer, I am as yeah. your, your your main break, is that right? And where everything sort of started? Yeah, it was sort of something I did, and then I went away. <laughs> so it was
1: sort of a break in some respects, but also because well, yeah, it was it was something I did that was popular. Um, I did for about seven years, and then I'd stopped doing. Then I went and just did my own production company. I wasn't doing anything in the public eye, sort of yeah. thing. Um, so yeah, I did that for for seven years. It was a great job to have in your twenties. I learned a huge amount about production and and uh, f- understanding what people like, understanding consumer trends, if you will, sort of thing. You know, I mean, that sounds clinical, but understanding what people are into and yeah. and. I think a lot of it is built as a community and how people respond to community and stuff like that. I think I learned there.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I, I'm a big football fan, but I'd never grew up with uh, so I knew of soccer AM, but I never watched it as as a as a as a young person. So I, again, that was kind of why is sort of you didn't come out of nowhere, but you sort of came out of nowhere in some respects on the YouTube it's like. Why am I? Why yeah. am I miss this guy? Like, where's he been? Well, you didn't
1: miss me because you were there really I only doing it a few weeks before you started. So, I don't I really I mean, uh... You missed nothing. I think so. I think I'd probably, that would have been the summer. I'd only started a few months before then, sort of thing. The way I started in YouTube was I'd done a few little creative things since Soccer Room, a few podcasts and stuff like that. And i never, I never considered doing YouTube because, uh, which is weird considering I run a production company, I've got thousands of pounds worth of camera equipment and know how to make videos quite well i do it all the time but i essentially i i only ever went on i I knew youtubers i I was friends with jack jack mate jack dean and i was and i knew spencer fc and a few other people sort of thing just from work but i had i i didn't know i didn't watch youtube for fun i'd watch jack stuff i'd go on youtube and go i need to do something i will learn how to do it on youtube and I and I was aware that YouTube has existed, but I thought they were all for sort of younger people. I thought it was something that people in their twenties were into. Like that I didn't understand that there's YouTube channels for literally everything that you're into. Um and I was with my friend Will Brazier, who's a presenter for Sporf and a few other things. Um and I met through Jack, a lovely guy. And we were doing some filming at Watford's training ground with Troy Deeney. And he was chatting, he was saying, Why don't you start a YouTube channel? I was like, I think I'm probably a bit old for that. I'm not I'm not a I'm not in my 20s and he said, he said I don't want to be sound rude he said but I know what it's like being an 18 year old starting uni because every September there's 20,000 vlogs about being an 18 year old starting yeah. uni he said, he said I don't really know what it's like being middle aged sort yeah. of thing or what you do then sort of thing so I thought okay so I thought about it I thought do you know what I'll do it I'll do a video a week for six months because I think if you're going to do something you should do it consistently for a bit and and, and see really what it's like um, and I see how it goes, and and I did it. It was going quite well. I was enjoying it, and carried on.
0: Fantastic stuff. I was going to say, so I've successfully, to to a certain degree, not in any way, shape, or form, how you guys, you and Jack, and things like that, have got popular on YouTube. But I do um, a lot of uh, music reviews and things like that. So I go to festivals That's... and kind of because I, I put it down to I've got a shit memory now. So when I'm older, I want to be able to look back at these things that I've done and gone experience them. So I just go to a festival like i uh, have reading and downloading that kind of thing, and I take my GoPro with me and I just record me and my mates just doing. shit. And the and the kind yeah. of the amount of people when I'm at those things that come up to me and go, "Oh my God, do you have a you?" I'm like, "This is mental." Like, and you never get used to it. So do you find that obviously being in Norwich, me walking around and things like that? That people recognize you in things, yeah, more so in Norwich,
1: I think, than other places, because I think they're expecting to see you more. I think now that I've moved here, I think it's 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 up a little bit more, um whereas if you're just randomly in london or so, or anywhere else in the country, they're not really expecting to see you around um i yeah, I to be honest, I had it with soccer M quite a bit more so than I do now mm. because um in and and I was also at an age where I was going to places where the audience would be I was a, a man young man in my mid-20s going out to pubs and bars and stuff like that and the people who watched the show were generally young men in their mid-20s going out to pubs and bars and stuff so it was it was quite a lot in that I would if I went in a pub a, a pub in London or something that, that someone would always come up to me and talk to me sort of like that. and it's not I don't think of it as a some people talk about how bad it is or how good famous. I don't think it's good or bad particularly it's just a thing that makes your life slightly different yeah something um and um so yeah i don't so i'm i'm used to it a bit more i had time off of it and it was quite nice Mm. um but it's not now and to be honest it's not it's not it's not relentless sort of thing and i think quite a lot of the time i'm out with Kids And people will now say to me, oh, I saw you out with, with your kids earlier. I said, "No, oh, you should come and say hello. They say, oh, I don't want to bother you because you have yeah. kids with you." Which is very nice. It doesn't bother me particularly. It doesn't bother them as long as people are being polite and yeah, nice sort exactly. of thing. Um, uh, but, yeah, so, but no, I, I think it's just – I think fame in the loosest possible sense is just a thing that happens and is neither good nor bad.
0: Yeah, so that's the thing. Obviously, being the age I am, obviously, we spoke a little bit about um, – Jack Dean or Jack Mays is uh, mm. professionally known space on YouTube and the podcast things. Uh, being from Norwich, I do I tend to see him around uh, at the murderers and the waterfront obviously we talk about yep. uh, that quite a lot of the podcast and so I've got friends who sort of come from outside of Norwich who watch the podcasting and I go, oh my god that's Jack Dean. And i went, like, yeah like and that's the, you can't it, miss him because he's a massive bean bowl of a man yeah with a blonde and fringe he's like how can you miss him and i'm like and yeah, i find it really funny time. that that everyone
1: everyone else who's i mean i'm talking about jack here more than more than me but because he's obviously a, a much high profile everyone else who has a sort of high profile is basically trying to cover up where they live or be yeah. really secretive and all this and we're literally going most days at the weekend, one or one or all of us will be in the murderers <laughs> at some point. I went to the murderers on Sunday, just sat on my own watching the football on the way home from from Norwich, sort of thing. So generally, um, generally one of us are in the murderers of a weekend when there's football on, um, and other times. So um, I find it really funny that 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 we are openly saying this is where we will be at any point, or something. And people do come down. Jack Davis kind often says that people will come down at the murderers, going, "Wow, I just came to the murderers." Wondering if you'd be here and just visiting Norwich. He goes, yeah, he and, you <laughs> and you are. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called
0: it's called having a drink problem. <laughs> it's not, I'm
1: joking. Uh, but yeah, it's it's called going to the bubble I, yeah. off.
0: I, I I mentioned this to um, Stevie on the stream the other day. He um he said I won't mention the exact what he said because I don't want to like repeat it just in case. No. But he said um yeah so. I live next door to a pub which he says quite a lot but yeah. when he streams I'm like right far off and he's like oh, I went to a supermarket and I won't mention which it was but he said <laughs> I went to um, to the Asda Was not not what yeah. he went to but he said I borrowed a trolley and I went on Google because I roughly know where he is and I'm like I think I've figured out where he lives just by the those two bits of information Yeah, and I just like Steve, mate, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, like, just, just to, 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 like, you out of order, like, there's not that many shops and that many pubs in that close proximity. You could probably figure out roughly where you are if you wanted to. <coughs> and he said, I yeah. didn't even think about that. And I was like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, it is. I don't, but, but I don't think, I think people worry about this. And
1: I wouldn't want to give out my actual physical address or anything no, like that. But but I think, um, I don't think there's that many people who are going to, Stalk Stevie, do you know, what I mean, dead, yeah, dead, dead, that sort of thing. I, I know that. Yeah, I think it's, it's it's that. I mean, it's it's people are generally nice, sort of thing, and 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 so yeah, it's. it's but I do find it funny.
0: <laughs> awesome stuff. So, with your kind of the the Bin Day brand and things, hmm. moved on to Brin Bin Day Brewing Co. Yes, so you got so your own beer. I got
1: That's my own brewery <laughs> and bits. Yeah, it is mental.
0: It's. <laughs> It's it's
1: funny how well it's going and how smoothly it's going. Um, in the we at the start of lockdown one, what, what essentially I worked out as is that because I earn a bit of YouTube ad revenue when I make a video, most videos I do will I'll make fifty quid mm. at least, an, an average video more if it goes does well, occasionally less if it does badly sort of thing. So I've worked out I can try anything for up to the value of 50 pound for free. Amazing. Right? So, so if I think I oh, want to try and make some beer and there's a beer making kit for 50 pound, I go, okay, I can buy that. And it won't really cost me anything sort of thing. So at the start of that, I bought a beer making kit to make, um, I think so, four or five liters of Brewdog Elvis juice. And I did it at the start of lockdown. And I remember in the eighties, nineties, you used to be able to buy beer making kits from boots, mm-hmm. um, the, the chemist. And, people your mates dads would have them and they'd be in the kitchen and they'd stink and i can't imagine it was nice beer so i was amazed that i could make beer from scratch using like just grains yeast water and and uh hops and it'd be a nice beer like, like i was surprised i could make it and also surprised that it was tasty and, and and like genuinely nice i was like oh my god this is good i gave it to a few people to try <coughs> comedian lloyd griffith had one um bambino beck and i was going oh my god this is actually nice so then i got a slightly better kit i made more beer kept making things learning how to do it improving as i went along um and got really into it and i I, I like one of the things i like about youtube is how collaborative it is that everyone works together and tries to um make like 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 make videos together and support Mm -hmm. each other and the beer (coughs) the craft beer community seems very much like that as well and um, so that went on for a bit. I thought, you know what, I might—I I sort of had the idea to do the first YouTube brewery, if you will. So you mm. put everything out. Again, with, with the openness and saying, well, let we go the murders every week. I think people are very defensive over what they're doing and all this sort of stuff yeah. in business and all that. Whereas I think people respond well to honesty and openness. So the plan is to make it the most open brewery to the point where we we did we sold some merch Goes this is how much it cost us and this is how much we made from it and the plan is to be as open about everything that's going on as we go through it and try and grow the brewery but also eventually build a physical brewery in or around norwich and people can come and get youtubers to come and collaborate jack could come and brew a beer and youtubers could We'd sell this. They could make a bit of money from it sort of thing. It would grow the profile of things and go. So it becomes the brewery for the whole YouTube space. And then from then we're thinking, okay, it'd be good if I've had lots of YouTubers come up to me. I won't won't name who they all are, but lots of quite household name YouTubers have said, um, I would like to invest and get involved in this. And we're not at that stage yet. we are gone, yeah, we'll we'll give you a shout. But then I thought, okay, try and bring it to the wider community. Wouldn't it be good if everyone could invest? Because there's lots of crowdfunding platforms now Rather than you get these crowdfunding things, we'll we'll give you some money and they get a t-shirt or a badge or a sticker or something. If they can own a bit of the brewery, then if the brewery does well, it's not me and my my business partner Mm. making money. Everyone can do can share the benefits, sort of thing like that. So it becomes the a sort of more community project for everyone who's involved, and that's the grand scheme of it. And hopefully, we won't dick it up.
0: That's awesome. I was going to say because I know obviously you were um, you you brewed the beer and things like that and. um you sort of made videos on it and i didn't realize that, that was going to be as big as what it is or that's the grand scheme plan that's that's the plan that's yeah awesome. and like we're we're we've not announced this
1: exclusively we're planning yeah. on going to norway next oh, wow. month to brew a beer with a brewery out there like a, a quite a big brewery that are in pubs around the country sort of thing and and um and and yeah the plan is to do collaboration beers and then eventually bring out our own stuff
0: oh fantastic yeah. I say that's one thing that um that I would sort of say to anyone with regards to any kind of skill or, or thing. Like the internet is such a good place to just learn things. Like there is no excuse like why, you know, a lot of um if you're a bit uh if the education system has failed you, you don't need to fail yourself. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like you could literally learn anything off YouTube, you can learn anything off the internet, so like that's really cool like you say, you've earned you, you, you want your money through YouTube and you've reinvested it into things that you enjoy. So that's really, really cool. Um, so I guess we kind of need to talk about the big elephant in the room being the HH podcast. Yeah, uh, good for it. <laughs> um, I will just say this now that it is my favourite podcast. Um, oh, thank you, my, my, okay. I, I would say mine is my own, but this is just yeah. like me, me proud about. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because it's... Again, from day one, I was there with I'm Alex and uh, Stevie and all the rest of it, and obviously with Jordan and yourself. Um, it's just one of those things where it's... Happy Hour is literally the best terminology for that podcast. Because it's just... No matter if it's Martin the Human Centipede, or the Human Guinea Pig Centipede, um, which if you haven't figured out what that is, going I can't do it justice. I might get Robbie to explain it in a minute, but... um. Or if it's you had uh, Deborah Meaden on uh, a couple mm-hmm. last week or this week, um, it's such a range of different things, but yet it's all under sort of one umbrella of just being just being great, basically. So, um, yeah, how how does it feel to be part of that? Is it, um, is it as fun as it looks?
1: <laughs> I love it. It's my favourite part of the week. We tend to do it every Thursday, um, and it's 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 brilliant. It's the best job thing you can imagine. It's it's sitting in a room with friends and chatting about stuff. Um I don't do the guest shows, so I, there's two shows a week, one's a guest show one's me, Jack and Stevie. So Jack and Stevie generally interview the guests with with the odd exception. And I do um uh other i, I do the other show with them sort of thing. But it's such the, a the, fun uh, thing, the better it? ones. Yeah, well, now I live in Norwich. We get to go down in the car together. That wow! I, I find it really funny that they get called the main show. Jack was on the main for the, what we're going to do for the main show. And I'm Why is that the main show? Why is the one with Ricky Gervais on not the main show? Or well, with KSI on? But surely that's the main show, and this is the the ITV Two version. Um, but but yeah, I am. Um, I, I I love doing it. It's it's a lot of fun, and I do th- I do think it's good. I, I think. Um, People are always very humble about these things, but I do think it's a great podcast, and not because of me. <laughs> because of, um, I mean, it was it was going for a while before I was there, but I think it's, I think it's very good. Yeah,
0: it's just one of those things. It's it's just such a such a simple concept in a, in a sense where it's just three friends getting together and you know just chatting shit basically for some some sort of, in the best possible way for the ones of you guys, and then obviously with Stevie and Jack, it's um, obviously just interviewing a guest and kind of thing. But I don't know if you've answered this question. You probably have answered me a million times. What is your go-to meal deal? Because I don't actually remember knowing.
1: Do you know what? No, I don't think I've ever been asked it on the podcast. I don't really buy meal deals uh. because <laughs> I very, – very rarely because I don't – When on the occasions when I go and get a meal deal, I don't really feel I need the snack. So yes. I think what I would probably get is I would probably get maybe a BLT sandwich. Nice i would probably get a either a boring bottle of water no i'll probably get one of those juice type things like an innocent smoothie if that's mm-hmm. on offer something like that or a, or a juice of sorts and i'd probably get one of those little fruity things fruit bags or something like that if that's on offer sort of thing because i just because i don't think i need that much food at yeah. lunchtime but then i'll probably get back and buy some crisps anyway so i'll ruin it but yeah that's um
0: that's 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 essentially it Okay, so I uh, want you to quickly rate mine. So mine would be, it's either chicken based, so it's either yep. uh chicken Caesar wrap, or yep. chicken and bacon sandwich, yep. uh, and then pick one. I need to rate one. Pick which one you going for. Chicken and bacon, because Caesar, uh, I don't sandwich, know the Caesar can sandwich sandwich. sandwich, sandwich um, Twix, because it's the best chocolate bar in my opinion. Yeah, good chocolate I'd normally go Coke Zero, but I've been really into Fanta recently. I don't okay. know why, I've just, I have think Fanta a bit. So, yeah. That's so, what which one are you going go go for? Do. I'm going go to go to uh, Chicken and Baker Sandwich, Twix, and a Fanta.
1: Okay. I'd have preferred Coke Zero, I think. Um, I find Fanta a bit too sugary. Um, I would say... Well, the chicken ones always do really well on Happy Hour, <laughs> yeah. because Jack and Stevie <laughs> like chicken. So, it's, 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 it's pointless. Um, so... But yeah, chicken bacon is a decent combination. Um, yeah, I think it's. I think that's. I think that's decent. Twix is a good chocolate bar. Nice little dessert for your meal. There, I think fans let you down a little
0: bit, but yeah, I think decent, decent. Awesome stuff. <laughs> um, is has there been any podcasts on Happy Hour where you, they've had a guest and you've gone, motherfucker? Why, why, has Stevie, got to be a uh, oh well this week? Why can't have overslept? Jack called me up and gone. Can I sit on this one rather than...
1: (laughs) I don't think there has. Has there been anyone I really want to meet? Because nowadays, now that i live in Norwich, I meet all these people anyway because I get down and I'm in the studio and and you just get to have a little chat with them, um, which is nice. Uh, I'm not sure there has been really. A lot of the time, I don't know... (laughs) I haven't known who they are because I'm 44. So, and then I'll find out and go, oh, they're really good. I mean, more so, I mean, recently I've, I've... these days I'm, I'm a bit more au fait with youtubers and stuff like that but early on i was like i don't know who or what a Zerker is so i don't like that not, so nothing so I now okay yeah no, he's good um so so not really i think i tend to i, I tend to now i'm there all the time and before not not especially and also i've met quite a lot of people in the past before the novelty's worn off a bit of meeting people i think
0: yeah, yeah that's fair that's fair um, so, we mentioned at the start, uh, Twitch as well is a, is a new venture you, you've sort mm-hmm. of broken into space of. Um, how's that going for you, and how did, how did that sort of come out?
1: Um, it's going well. I really enjoy it. Uh, I started doing it during lockdown because I didn't have much work <laughs> other production work to do. Um, and it's a, a lot of fun. Mostly I play Football Manager. I've now got PlayStation 5, so I've started to do a few other games as well. Uh, and I really, really like it it's a fun a, f- a fun way to spend time if you would told me as a kid that i could get essentially paid to play football manager <laughs> it would be unreal but i be mental the, the concept because i grew up at a time where there wasn't tv programs with computer games i remember there was one show called games master on tv about computer games and that was mad and like yeah. got, i can't believe they made a show for us about stuff we like and now there's thousands of videos about computer games uploaded every day sort of thing it's 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 crazy how slow traditional media was to catch on um so so yeah i think i i love doing it it's a lot of fun the i'm amazed by the people who are in the chat i mean you're in there sometimes sort of thing. you the people there are so lovely such an interesting group of people every time i enjoy chatting to people you sort of let get to know these people and then when i meet someone in real life like i've met um met henry todd although i didn't realize he was henry todd he who's from the chat okay like, oh my god that's henry todd i've met henry todd or something like that or i mean <laughs> someone else like oh it's like oh, you're, you're mr Pixley. that's incredible something like do you know I mean? like you sort of get to recognize the, the names i don't think i met mr Pixley, but i'm just picking random people from the chat I go, oh my god you're so and so that's amazing and i get genuinely excited sort of thing so yeah i think it's brilliant I lo- and i love i love doing it
0: awesome i'm not being rude i'm just on my phone so i'm just trying to find um the discord that that i was with on uh stevie so I put on Stevie's thing saying, i will had you on the podcast. Does anyone want to ask any questions? And... Okay. Reby Roo got in touch. Uh, no, not Rebby Roo. Uh, Rockin' Summer. Um, okay. So legend, ask him uh, the first time he got into Happy Hour and how he eventually became the main co-host.
1: Okay, um, so Happy <laughs> Hour, I was aware because Jack, I knew Jack, so Jack was doing it. Um, then I... So that was in... I'm Alex Days, And what I basically said to Jack was, I think I suggested to him, I said, Tubes is starting a golf YouTube channel. Why don't you get Tubes? Would you want him on the podcast? And he said, yeah. And then I went down to it with Tubes. I don't think Alex was there. No, he wasn't there. I only met him for the first time at Clash of Creators. Um, So it was just me. So I just went down and and hung out there. And then Jack said at some point, would you want to come on? So I went, yeah, I'll come on. So I came on there. And then um, after that, I just came on a few other times, like Christmas or Halloween specials or something like that. And people seemed to like me on the podcast. And I just sort of hung around and eventually it's went and then Jordan went. And I just did a few other ones. And then we did this series called Jack Master. We did this thing called Happy Half Hour that were half hour long episodes on a different topic each week that were popular. And then when they did the deal with Spotify, there was a, I believe there's, I'm right in saying, I wasn't any part of it, but I think there's, two shows there's a 90 minute show and an hour long show so a half hour one no longer works he said you just want to come and do the hour long ones with us so then those just became me Jack and Stevie shows and then it sort of settled into being a nice little routine now
0: Awesome stuff. You um, mentioned class of creators there as well. How did um how how did that all come about and things? Because obviously that's uh, another side project almost <coughs> from YouTube. That's all for cherry, in I right? Thinking it's a
1: cherry thing. Yeah, I've got nothing to do with it. I just got asked to do it by um, a guy called Tom Sharman, who I just knew from uh, social media, really, um, and, and doing stuff in the space. And I said yes, and I said yes initially because I when he said it was when they arranged it, I was like, well, this isn't going to happen yeah. <laughs> because it was um i was going there's like a lockdown and they were being very optimistic about when lockdown would end i was going there's no way we're going to have a stadium full of people on this date so i just said yeah i'll do it and then they changed the date again i said yeah i'll do the new date and then i just sort of forgot to ever question it again and then they changed the date again (laughs) to a more realistic date and then it sort of came around and i was like oh god i guess i'm actually doing this sort of thing like that if i because my suspicion is not of the event it's that a lot of times you go i've done a few sort of charity sort of things and people take it too seriously
0: yeah
1: actually we'll take it treated like the cup final. the players i'm talking about not not the fans or anything like that i was, I was a bit and i was saying i said to jack beforehand and i was and if it hadn't been for charity there's no way i would have turned up if i was saying to jack beforehand, i was going we're going this could be either the best day of the year or absolutely horrific and i've got no idea which way it goes and it turns out it was brilliant it was so well organized everyone was so lovely and I, I i knew some of the youtubers were i didn't know who others were sort of thing um but irrelevant of sort of subscribers or anything like that everyone was got on so well together was so lovely and and fun and um and it was just a brilliant thing to play in and i really i really enjoyed it I really loved
0: it that was the thing i was gonna say there was i won't bring up the cynicism that certain individuals in the space brought up after the event and during the event because it's all in the past and whatever else but from an outsider's point of view it just looked like a lot of fun and like you yeah. say irrelevant of um, sort of I've got this many subscribers how many of you got kind of thing you all done it for the right reason and for charity and raised a lot of money as well so it was yeah. really cool to see so
1: yeah it was it was a really positive thing and that's why when there was sort of the odd bit of negativity afterwards I think it just seemed a bit it wasn't like that disappointing anything. it was more just like what, you've what, misjudged. You've just yeah. mis, misjudged it completely um, because I think it was a really positive thing. I there were people I knew, people who watch my videos who've been lovely and so supportive over the years on this that I knew were going along. I didn't get to meet them, and I was properly gutted afterwards. I was messaging. Going, I'm so sorry I didn't see you there. I didn't know. Yeah. I I could I, I looked, kept an eye out for these people yeah. something. Sort of it was such a positive thing that um, that yeah that, that that any of that sort of stuff was it was a bit sort of. I think it's misguided and a bit, a bit weird. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think it was great and I'm so glad it's happening again soon and hope to be there for the next one. I might get binned off for side assignment. we we'll no, no, I wouldn't have it,
0: I'll tell you. I'd be the yeah, first good. one to sweet. i and be like, good. sort it out, sort it out. Well,
1: look, it's tough for them because I think, I think straight away afterwards they had loads of messages from people who either said, well, who hadn't been involved for whatever reason saying, I'd love to play in the next one.
0: Mm.
1: But then it's sort of like... What, what do you do do you either you make it bigger do you get i mean if you've got if your your aim is to raise money for charity then it helps to have big names there but then what do you do with the other people it's, it's tough for them and but i'm sure they'll do well because they're, they're smashing it
0: yeah definitely uh, i'm gonna start to sort of round things off a little bit because i don't want to take too much of your time things so just um what's kind of on the horizon obviously you mentioned about uh the 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 beer and things what's what's up coming for you what what, what, um, what in terms of public stuff or just general stuff i'm just doing so both general, both, yeah.
1: both okay so um a, a, in terms of, of um something yeah, brewery stuff we're progressing with that i'd hope um, over the next six months to move towards starting to look at building a physical brewery and doing that and researching working on that sort of, so that might be a 2022 project building an actual brewery um that will take a lot of time happy hour Still going on with the sort of exciting things there. Hopefully that will happen as well. I'm looking forward to um YouTube. Once the kids go back to school, I can start doing YouTube videos again. um Twitch, I'd like to take a bit more seriously. Just lots of lots of the same stuff going on. On a personal level, I'm really I've really got into the NFT space and NFTs. If you're familiar with the world of,
0: I'm not. I see see you. um, I'm not sure if it was yourself or it might have been Jack tweeting about yeah. it. Um, but what is the NFTs? <laughs> so, okay, I'm going to tell you this because I believe...
1: I'm saying this to everyone because I want to, in the future to go, bloody hell, do you remember when Robbie told us about NFTs? <laughs> like before everyone else, right? And, and NFT is a non-fungible token, which basically means there is... It's a computer file type thing that exists on the blockchain. Don't worry about these words. Uh, essentially, what it means is... There is one indisputable owner of it, and it's non-divisible. So there is one token, mm-hmm. uh, um, and you can. There is no doubt who owns it. If I own an NFT, you know. Well, I I know I own it. It can be anonymous sort of thing, but there's only one owner, and it can't be cheated. You can't right. it's sort of. It's, it's one person or another sort of thing, and attached to that can be any type of file or something like that so right. most common things are a bit of art so you see these the stories about this thing went for seven hundred thousand dollars a not particularly exciting picture so recently visa bought a crypto punk that's like a sort of pixelated picture of a punk type thing for seven hundred thousand dollars i think or something like that people who's a, a digital artist sold something at sotheby's for i think 69 or 89 million dollars or something like that. mental mm amounts of money um there is a lot of rubbish out there i've i've bought a few nfts now there's a lot of um a lot of people will buy rubbish that will be worthless i i've, I've bought things that will be worthless i bought things that i think will be very valuable what excites me is the is it that you have these smart contracts attached to an nft so you can make any kind of contract could be part of this nft so i believe in the future every single ticket will be an nft but say for example you've got your podcast and you wanted to take it to the next level and you wanted to you've got an audience you've got people who love it and want to support you but you want to you said you needed five thousand pounds to build a studio or something mm-hmm. you could say um, or whatever it is you could go okay we're going to release um 50 nfts for 100 pound each or something like that they'll make 100 pound each to people and they get benefits to it so it might be that everyone gets a um a mention on the podcast it might be that everyone gets to do this it might be that there's lots of the NFTs are priced at £5 or something like that, but there's a £100 NFT that means you can come down when I'm recording an episode to the studio and meet me, something like that. You can build all sorts of benefits in beyond that, and it really puts the power back in the creators. And also there's, there's secondary royalties as well that you can put in it. So you can say, if this gets resold, I automatically get 10% of the resale value oh, wow. awesome. back to me. So again, if, if someone sells, it sort of ruins touting a bit. So if a musician has a gig... Mm if this, if a ticket gets resold on, well, they're still getting some money back sort of thing. So there's, it's, it's the future of it that is, for me, more exciting than the current, which I also find very exciting. So I think if anyone is interested in it, because I'm, I'm, I'm stressed, don't just go out and buy a random NFT because you think you're going to make lots of money. Spend a week researching it Understand what a MetaMask wallet is, understand what a hardware wallet is, understand what a seed phrase is and the importance of keeping it secret, understand everything about it, do proper research, have a proper plan, and then you can mitigate the chance, you can sort of reduce the chances of of buying rubbish. You're more likely to buy something decent
0: sort of thing. But it's it's an incredibly exciting thing that I think is going to change the world. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, One quick thing I want to mention, um, being a music podcast... Hmm. um yourself being a music fan yes um, what are you currently spinning at the moment what's your top five things on spotify listening at the moment uh, so the the problem is i don't
1: know a lot of modern music i, 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 I was really into that's, that's fine music, what, what i was really into to. music when i was younger um yeah. i um at uni i was going to gigs all the time a lot of the time on my own i was going to we sit and uea they had some incredible bands sort of through there like i remember my first term they were like the stone roses pulp and black grape came through in like the first term when i was there again this is amazing the sort of selection of people that we've, we get there and it was Britpop; pop an exciting time um and then when i was at soccer m i used to choose the music for soccer m so i was going to like a, two or three gigs a week like i was going to an, <laughs> an immense amount but more recently i am le- i'm less into sort of new music so what am i what I'm to Gigwise. I'm going to see Skinny Lister and Weezer. I've got tickets to see them and Echo Belly, who are older bands. Nice. I know. I really Weezer are one of my favorite bands ever. Recently, what did I really like? I really like DMAs. Have thoroughly enjoyed. I uh, the last modern thing that I was listening to. I really like Baby Queen. Is that her name? I'm Really enjoying that. It's. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's lots. There's lots I like. I like listening to new music, but I don't do it enough really because I've got such other stuff going on.
0: Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna end uh, the podcast. So I've got two final questions for you. First of which, I'm gonna give you a little time to think about this. What is your top five Weezer records? Because I'm a massive Weezer fan. Oh wow, what singles or albums? Albums. Okay. Great. Um And the second one is, what is your? I normally say musical, but I'm gonna say, what is your controversial opinion on life?
1: To, to, okay. s- to finish on the podcast, so I can do yeah. I can do your music one. Oh. I'll do your music one for you. Okay, first of all, I'm, I've googled Weezer discography not because I don't know any Weezer albums. No, no it's, yeah. to jog my memory of it. So I don't because I want to get this right in my head um, here. Um, and there will be contra- controversy in here. <laughs> um, I am going to go. Oh, it's hard. It's really hard. It's okay, hard. It- blue album is my favourite. Yeah. That will go first. No, the first album they released. Pinkerton is number two, second album they released. I'm not going to go in order. I'm going to go... I'm going to go White Album third. Yeah, good show. And I'm going to go... People are going to be furious with this. I'm going to go Pacific <laughs> Daydream fourth. Wow. I okay. know, I know. <laughs> gonna be and fifth, I'm going to go... I cannot decide between red and green or teal. <laughs> I'm going to go... I mean, is amazing.
0: It's Green. an amazing
1: record. <laughs> um, uh, so there's a lot there. I know everyone's going to be annoyed at me picking Pacific Daydream. It's great. There are brilliant songs on it. The problem is there's some of the singles that Happy Hour, uh, is Happy Hour? Yeah, isn't great. There's a few other songs that aren't great, but particularly the latest songs on the album that weren't singles or weren't really pushed are fantastic.
0: Yeah.
1: I, 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 think, I think give Pacific Daydream another listen. La Mancha Screwjob. It's fantastic. Get right's brilliant.
0: They're great. Great album. So I'm gonna go OK Human at five.
1: Okay. Uh, I've not listened uh, to that enough, yeah. I've 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 listened a bit and I've enjoyed it but not not enough, yeah. Gonna go It's harder doing it in reverse order.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go teal album four. Great. And then it goes green. White or red? White or red? I think white because I got into white for waiter and then blue, obviously, because blue is just blue, isn't it?
1: So how are you at trying to choose between white or red in second place but you're certain that green is third? Surely if you're choosing between them, green needs to get pushed down. Oh, red. yeah,
0: yeah. it needs <laughs> to go there. Yeah, that makes Which more sense. Picked, it's not in the top five. Yeah. That's fair, fair enough. Personal yeah. taste. Um, yeah, the other thing, what, what is your... Uh, your controversial opinion about life
1: okay controversial i'm gonna say i like a good controversial music opinion and yeah, i it. love the stone roses i think mm-hmm. the stone roses are a brilliant band i've seen them quite a few times first time round, i was when they came back together manny from the stone roses came on soccer M quite a bit i've had a really relationship with him really like him as a person um i think they're one of the defining bands of my youth i think fool's gold is shit I think it's an awful song, I can't stand it. I really—I turn the radio off when it comes on, sort of thing like that. Um, I know that's controversial. A lot of Stone Roses fans love that. People are going to be annoyed again by that sort of thing. And people go, oh, I'm going to play the full version of Fool's Gold. I go, don't, mate. Just play the short one. Play the short one.
0: It's, um, I'm not, I'm not, the, um, not that I favor the Stone Roses song, okay. honest, but it's, um, I had a similar thing with... I don't think I've ever really listened to the full version of uh, Paradise City until I saw Guns N' Roses live, and I uh, realised yeah. how fucking long that song is. Like, I got to about like the two-minute mark, and I'm like, yeah, I'm done with that now, and I skip it. But listen to it, and I'm like, fucking hell, it's not have got go on a bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does go on a bit. My son, Arlo, was born, we had a home birth, and he was born to that album. So we started. Like, we, we we just put the playlist beforehand, something. Sort of the album came on. So he started being born during "Welcome to the Jungle," <laughs> and he came out appropriately to um, "Sweet Child of Mine," which was which was not planned, uh, but worked very well. So um, so yeah. So that, I think that's why he's a bit mental because he went to Guns N' Roses. It was introduction to the world. Um, but yeah, there's songs like there's songs and albums like that. Like I like the Blue Tones are banned from. You probably won't know, but the Blue Tones are banned from Britpop, who are very popular, and I really like them, but. Slight return that was number one for ages. I cannot stand. I cannot be bothered with. Um uh Ocean Colour Scene were popular at the time. I like mo- almost every Britpop band apart from. There's a song. Day we caught the train. I cannot stand that they did. So sort of there's always songs that don't that you just don't get on with, aren't they? For even bands that you love, like the Stone Roses, for me.
0: Uh, I was going to say I don't, I don't like just trying to try and cover all ground, but um I know you mentioned you love your love of Britpop. Do you mind finishing the podcast to explain your Oasis story? Because it's fucking incredible. (laughs) Which one's this?
1: Is this Liam in the cupboard or is this being mentioned on stage? Because we've got a couple. You can pick
0: one. Uh, We'll go with
1: Liam in the cupboard. Okay, so... I'll try try to do it as quickly as possible. I was lucky enough to be invited to an Oasis party at... um, Because Noel Gallagher will be on the show quite a bit. Which was at... um, a club in London. It was after I think they won lifetime achievement of the Brits. They had a party afterwards. We went along there. I'd met Noel a few times. I'd never met Liam, but I knew he watched Soccer AM. So I, um, I was chatting to him. Um, really, really lovely guy. Um, and he was when he first came over. He came to me and Neil, who did these characters called Curl and Ginger. And he said to us, he goes, "Man, I, um, I love I love Curl and Ginger. It's brilliant." He goes, "That that's your definitely maybe." which I think is amazing that that's how you... One that he says that he compares one of the greatest albums of all time to me and Neil dressing up as Air Force pilots and doing rubbish jokes. But also, I love that that's how he defines things. That's your version of this great thing I did. Um, so anyway, um, lovely guy. Me and Tim Lovejoy, who was the presenter and producer of Sucker at the time, were chatting to him a bit later on the night, Liam. And he was talking about... The, he's going, oh, man, the, al- the the new album's so great. And it was like there hadn't been an album announced like this is the last one that they did together um but we, we hadn't been There was no talk of a new album they just released another album that was brilliant I okay, Oh my god there's another album he goes i managed to hear some of the songs he goes do you want to hear some of them i was like yeah like what an opportunity to hear oasis material and i was such a big oasis fan growing up i mean it's a sort of cliche say, but it changed my life um listening to them and i um and i was going yeah so follow me so we went into like through the kitchen of this club that they'd hired into like the pantry and it was really it was we were going this is this is i think this is surreal i think he's going to get out like a i don't know a bit of time a cd player or something like that and play as these songs or whatever whatever it is or and he goes right so the first one goes i did 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 it starts singing this song I go what but he doesn't he's not just singing the melody he's like doing the whole instruments and stuff like singing along something like that so it's a bit it's like a sort of almost like a mixture of beatbox and, and this sort of thing like when, when he's not got to where, where's he's so doing this whole song and I'm, I'm still thinking this is amazing but weird yeah. weird but he does a full five minute song and then he goes okay and then the next one's like and starts singing the second song like that okay okay by the third one i'm like i quite like to go and get a drink now. I'll finish my drink off. I'm locked in a cupboard with Liam singing full, full-on full versions of songs I've never heard. And it was still cool, but I was also going, oh, i quite like to get get back now. But you can't just go, I'm going to leave now. So eventually you did third one, and he goes, we will get back to the party. Um, and it was really just weird, but brilliant, but really funny. Because, I mean, if you told, again, if you told young Robbie that you um, one day you'll be locked in a cupboard with Liam Gallagher singing unreleased Oasis songs,
0: you'd be amazed. But it was also... It wasn't what was expected to happen. That is an amazing place to end the podcast. Thank you so much, Robbie. Um, anything you want to plug, promote? Um... Nah,
1: I mean, if people are that into me, they can.
0: Yeah, they can so Google it's...
1: it. We got if you want if you like beer. We get, there's a Bin Day br- beer coming up um, in mid September. Go to bindebrewing.com dot com. Yeah, bin dot com, and sign up for the mailing list, and you can find out when the beers are out. If you want to buy a. a Relative expensive craft beer,
0: and happy hours are uh, exclusive on on uh, Spotify. I need to said Apple Podcasts. then but uh, Spotify exclusive is uh, on Twitch as well. Robbie Knox FC is it? Yep, that's
1: yeah. it. YouTube Robbie Knox, all the Twitters and Instagrams and all that. If if you're that into me, you can just find out. It's not hard. You know how to work the internet. You listen to podcasts. You're you're early adopters. Well done.
0: Yes, definitely. And one thing I would suggest all viewers to go and do is check out the um, YouTube uh, Happy Hour podcast and find the Christmas episode where Robbie is dressed up as a Sprout. as it's my lucky the, Sprout app. Um, the the greatest. Uh, yeah, don't you worry. The greatest thing. Um, thank you so much, Robbie. We're going to do the, uh, the fake quotation mark goodbye. And then, uh, yeah, 100%. I'll just greet to you afterwards. But awesome stuff. Thanks so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Bye. Bye, listeners. Thanks for listening this far. Bye. Bye.